This episode of Parallel is brought to you by The Uptake, a new show about all things tech and community from Microsoft. It's Parallel, a tech podcast with accessibility sprinkles, except this time it has Hamilton sprinkles. I'm your host, Shelley Brisbane, and it's great to have you back for episode 34. As you might gather, we have a bit of a departure from normal format because we're going to be talking about Hamilton and very specifically audio description for the Disney Plus version of the Hamilton film. And we've talked about audio description here on Parallel before, and so I like to think of it as a tech topic, but basically it's an excuse to talk about Hamilton with two great guests who are also fans of Hamilton. And I'm going to ask them to sort of give their fan pedigrees because I'm a newbie and they're going to school me on some Hamilton things. But uh, <laughs> uh, my my first guest laughing there in the background is Kathy Campbell. Hello. Hello. Your obedient servant, K.Camp. <laughs> is here. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Kathy is the host of a podcast called Friends in Your Ears. I wanted to invite a podcaster onto my podcast to talk about another podcast that she made. So yay! <laughs> it worked! <laughs> not, not, not quite as many podcasts as Kathy does in her own intro to Friends in Your Ears, but close. I try. Uh, my second guest is Holly Anderson, a co-panelist with me on the Accessibility Roundtable and a longtime podcaster herself. Hello and welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. I don't have a, a pithy Hamilton intro prepared. I was not prepared. <laughs> That's okay. I'm I'm learning as a relatively new podcaster over on The Incomparable that pithy intros are uh, de rigueur. And so I'm just sort of getting up to speed on how to do them because it, peer pressure. It, it's taken me about two years to finally like discover ways to make the pithy stuff my my own if that makes any sense. So because there there's people that do the pithy intros so much better than me. I know uh, I panicked. I was like, ah, I don't have anything. Yeah. That, that, I, yes. I have to prepare them ahead of time, but I can't write them like literally. No, I can't write them as a script. I have to have an idea. Yes. But if I write it down, I mean, I'm, I'm like an extemporaneous speaker born and bred and I can't like read from a script. Which uh, is really hard because my day job is in radio. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> now that well, we're, we're fully off about, the rails, yeah. yeah. Well, we're here to talk about Hamilton for a very specific reason, and so I'm just going to tell the story, and and you guys have some stuff to add to this story, which is just just amazing. I love this. <laughs> so I know that Holly has been a Hamilton fan for a long time, and and sometimes when we start the Max Accessibility Roundtable, we have to bring Holly back around and remind her that we're going to talk about Apple stuff. No, Holly, it's not a Hamilton podcast. You need to stop. Uh, not that we wouldn't like to talk about Hamilton with you, but these people are paying their good streaming money or streaming time to listen to us talk about Max. So so that's what we do. And so I, I've known that Holly is a Hamilton fan for, for ages, and that's just packed away in my knowledge bank. I was scrolling through the incomparable Slack the other day, and I saw that uh, there was a new podcast with from the pod for ham uh, podcast that The Incomparable did of, about Hamilton a couple of years ago, and that it was, in fact, an audio description track for the Disney Plus version of Hamilton. And who should be the person to do that track but our own Kathy Campbell? What? <laughs> I know. Right? Wait, you didn't know you did that? What? <laughs> it is. I will admit, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into this, but it's a little bit hazy um, that, that it happened. happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I was excited by that from an audio description point of view because I'm interested in that and I don't know anything about, and I'm going to ask you about it, about your, your background or interest in audio description. And then I learned a couple of more details that I did not know. So You learned everything Kathy, that you possibly wanted to know. Yeah. Well, maybe no, because otherwise we wouldn't be doing a podcast. That's true. Because you guys are going to tell me things. That but so, Kathy, tell me, how did this... Oh, I should back up and say that the Disney Plus version of Hamilton, which was released July 3rd, uh, does have an audio description track. And so this is a... A super extra bonus audio description track, but we wouldn't want anybody to go out of here thinking that there wasn't already an existing audio description track. But Kathy, why, given that there is a, an audio description track for Hamilton, why, oh, why did you decide to do this? Well, Holly, it's Holly's fault, really, um, but for the best way. So I'm new to the whole idea of audio description. Uh, I am sighted. I guess um, I can see fairly well with contacts. I can see. OK, um, but I wasn't even aware that audio descriptions were a thing. But Holly has been so giving in in the incomparable slack and informative. And I've learned over the years about audio descriptions. And when everyone was super excited about Hamilton and then I learned that the Hamilton audio description was there and present, but it wasn't super great, mainly because I guess the the habit or the 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 way that it's done is not stepping on the audio, um, not stepping on the actual words. Now, if you are familiar with Hamilton, um, that's all the show is, is words, <laughs> really. Uh, and so the the soundtrack is the show with some added bits in it, um, like for verbalizations in it. But for the most part, the cast recording is the show. Um, and so... With with that knowledge in my brain, I was like, well, what if what if I did like a description of it? Because I've been lucky enough to see the show in person once. Um, I've seen uh, several. How do we say not quite legal <laughs> versions of the original <laughs> cast? Um, and followed along every YouTube anything that I could find um, for it. But seeing it in the Disney Plus version, it's so incredible. The way that they filmed it, all of the costuming and the lighting and the set and the choreography and the facial expressions and all of these layers that I've now been able to see. I'm like, well, I, I want everyone to be able to have that experience um, and everyone to have the option and the opportunity to be engaged in this incredibleness, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, and so I was like, well, let's uh, is this OK? Holly, can you help me? What what do you want? What do you because of course I've I've never listened to an audio description. I don't know what it is. I don't know what is included or not. And so I just kind of started. Uh and I mean the very first 
uh, file of it because I I didn't I knew that there's no way I could go in and do the entire almost three hour show in one go. Like there's there's no there's no way. I knew enough from doing um like rewatch podcasts that it is exhausting really to be concentrating on what you're seeing and be able to take notes or record along with it. Um and so I knew I'd have to do it in chunks. And the very first file that I sent Holly even like started out with, hi, Holly, I'm excited to do this and like directly related to doing it for Holly. So having the full, I wasn't sure if I was going to even be able to make it through the entire show, (laughs) uh, let alone in any sort of appropriate time or what to do with it after. So I started just sending them to her in Slack as I got through and I could do like a couple songs at a time. And then of course, anyone that's listened to the album knows that the songs cross over each other a lot. There's a lot of like cross play in the songs too. And so like having to like stop and start and, and, and stuff. And it was, It was a lot, and I have just talked for a lot. So, yeah, I was gonna say, let me stop you there, <laughs> yes, and I, I want to get people caught up on on Holly's Hamilton journey. So, so Holly, tell us um, both how Hamilton came into your life and what it means to you, and then I, I know you're a member of the Incomparable Network, which I assume is how you and Kathy got in touch. But just sort of tell me how this this came into your brain and were you, were you uh, complaining is the wrong word, but were you, were you <laughs> expressing an opinion that perhaps audio description was not quite what you wanted in Hamilton or so yeah, t- tell us what your, what your Hamilton fan journey has been. Okay. So a friend of mine messaged me back in 2015 and said, Hey, you need to listen to this musical. And I said, a musical about uh, Alexander Hamilton. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, well, Okay, so I kind of put it in the back of my head, and the next day I was at a loose end, and I didn't really have anything to do, so I was like, well, I'll check this Hamilton thing out. And I was like, I'll listen to the first song and, you know, see if it grabs me. Well, (laughs) it did grab me, and two (laughs) hours and 40 minutes later, I'm sobbing on the floor going, what did I just listen to? (laughs) Um, and so that was kind of my journey every day after that. I was like, okay, now I'm going to listen to Hamilton again and again and again. And, um, I listened to nothing for like a year, I think, except Hamilton. So I had memorized every part of it. Like there's not, I probably could sing the whole thing start to finish. Um, I'm not going to, but I probably could. Um, <laughs> da, da, and da, 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 Kathy, probably. Settle down now. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, um, I hadn't really watched any bootleg recordings because I wanted my first experience to be, you know, because I, I knew the obviously the bootlegs weren't going to be audio described. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to get anything out of that except it's going to be like a live recording of a concert like that's kind of what it would be and so I wanted my first version of Hamilton that I saw to be audio described and I didn't get a chance to see it in Nashville it was in Nashville um this past year and I would have seen it audio described there but I didn't get a chance to do that so so they had live description (laughs) just to clear it up for people so some sometimes if you're very fortunate 
a play or a musical will have live describers in the audience who are doing it as you're, so you have a pair of headphones on and you're listening to that while you're watching the performance. Right. And I'd seen That's a few so plays cool. like that before um, in Nashville. So I knew they always have one performance a week that's audio described. So I knew, you know, they would have it there, but for various reasons, I didn't get a chance to go and I was very sad. But uh, um, shortly after that, they had announced that, you know, the movie was coming out on in Disney, like the movie was coming out in 2021 um, initially to theaters. And I was like, oh, well, my first thought was, will it be audio described? Because, you know, movies often when they come to theaters are audio described. So I got excited and I thought it might have audio description. And then and then it was coming to Disney Plus and I thought, yay, it's probably going to have audio description. And then so the day came to watch it and I I told everyone that I was going to watch Hamilton. Nobody bugged me for two hours, you know, whatever. So I put my phone in Do Not Disturb and I sit down to watch and, you know, great description for the Disney logo. It, you know, described everything. And I'm like, okay, here we go. The music starts. People start moving around. Nothing. And I was like, they're not describing anything. And (laughs) I was like, (laughs) and I was, I was a little, I was a little sad. And then at the end, it said, it said, um, the, the performers crisscross in front of Hamilton. And I'm like, what's this? Because I knew that, I knew from my fan experiences that there was stuff going on in the, and you know, all the time. I knew that, you know, there was constant movement. And I knew they probably wouldn't describe everything, but I kind of thought they would describe something. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I watched the whole show. And I increasingly got more and more disappointed as I was watching the show. And I'm like, this is my first viewing of Hamilton. And I was like, I was upset. By the time I finished, I was pretty upset. And I knew that, like, they couldn't describe everything. And I knew and and I couldn't talk to anybody about it because my, my boyfriend, who was also a little bit into Hamilton, was watching it at the time. So I couldn't call him and talk to him about it. And I couldn't tweet about it because there was... I had too much to say. <laughs> for to fit a, so, so the incomparable member slack is what where I went because I was like, bah, 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 bah. so I, I I just had to get it out, like, because I was very upset, and I really don't know what I, I don't know. I still am I'm torn because I know that they were they had a really hard task, and I know, you know, audio description just doesn't work the way I wanted it to work for this particular musical, but I still. I still think they could have done more and I'm, I'm torn about the whole experience because, um, you know, and, and so then, you know, Kathy had come up and said, Hey, I'll do this. And I was like, that would be awesome. And I got really excited. And then she sent me the first file and I listened to it. And then I burst into tears because it was exactly what I was looking for. So did you ask her if she knew what she was getting into? No. Did she to do that? I did not. I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Because yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that I was just like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm willing to try, which tends to be kind of my reaction. I was going to say, that sounds like that a that Kathy Campbell yeah. reaction <laughs> yeah. in any case, right? That, that's my thing is I make it up as I go along, but I also like doing things for other people fills my cup in a way that... Um, is hard to describe to somebody that I don't know, either doesn't know me or or whatnot. So this is never something that I would have done for myself. Like, you know what, I'm going to work on 
like let me let me i'm going to like revolutionize audio descriptions for myself (laughs) like that that's not 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 no and 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 i'm not saying that this was any sort of any of that none of that but i there was somebody in need because i could feel i could feel holly's frustration um i could in her in the words that she was saying and it and it it didn't break my heart is the wrong way to do it but i like i got to experience this show in a way that seeing it in person didn't fulfill being able to see the facial expressions being able to see like the intricate work in the costumes and it hurt my heart to know that she couldn't get that um and this was something that i could do it was a an excuse to watch it again which like not that i really needed because it's on disney plus and i could watch it whenever i want and nobody like i didn't nobody had to feel guilty or any like i can i i I am in charge of myself and i can watch what i want to watch um but being able to watch with a purpose um changes the viewing for myself so when i watched um, my very, very first podcast that I ever was lucky enough to do was with Gene McDonald and we watched Orphan Black. I had never seen the show. And so we watched it episode by episode and then got to talk to each other about it. And watching the show that way, very purposefully and very like with an end goal meant I watched the show with different eyes um, and doing this audio description meant that I watched it in a different way than I did the first time um, being able to try and capture everything that was going on on the stage is a lot. And I have, I will continue to say this, that there could easily be four different versions of this audio description track. One doing just the choreography, just the dancing. One doing just the costumes. One doing just the lighting. And one doing just like the stage set props combination. This show is so intricate that even watching it, I could not see everything. Um, and you will continue to see new things every time that you see it. Um, and trying to capture some sense of what was going on meant that I was watching it with different eyes. And that was something that um, was really special. I really dig finding new podcasts to listen to. It gives me a chance to hear different voices. I mean, we love our favorite shows, but when you can get a new voice in your ears every once in a while, it's uh, it's pretty fun. And that's the experience I had with Microsoft's The Uptake. If you're looking for a new show to listen to, The Uptake covers topics in the world of tech, as well as how-tos on professional learning, development, and community building. Each episode has a focused topic, guest interviews, local and global community news, plus updates on events, conferences, and a lot more. I want to tell you about some topics you might be interested in that have been on some previous episodes. They've talked about personal and career growth, along with imposter syndrome, and a topic they called less code, more power. So I listened to an episode about Global Accessibility Awareness Day, which was in May, and it was a pretty good conversation uh, from different folks from 
parts of Microsoft talking about how they commemorate the event and also how they live it in the work that they do. So that was uh, pretty cool to listen to. So go and listen to it now. You can search for Uptake anywhere you find podcasts or just follow the link in the show notes to The Uptake. That's U-P-T-A-K-E. Go and check it out. I'd like to thank The Uptake and Microsoft for sponsoring this podcast and all of Relay FM. So the last piece of the puzzle I have to put in place, just because it's like a bit of serendipity and that made me like, oh, I have to do this podcast, is that when I saw that you had done it and I invited you to come and talk about it on Relay, I was like, oh, I know who would be perfect <laughs> to get to come on because she's a Hamilton super fan. And, she, and I had forgotten that Holly was even a member of Incomparable. And I knew that, but I for, had forgotten. And But I was like, wow, I, I want to let Holly know about this and I want to show her where the link is so that she can take take the time to to watch it. And then I found out that Holly was the reason it happened. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, the world well, is a it, tiny, it, tiny little place, <laughs> especially with all those podcast nerds. Right. So. Well, and she put up with the trickle of the files as they sent off. Um, and then about halfway through, I started putting them into a Dropbox folder so she could share them out um, and then got permission from Jason to stick it together into a commentary. And I was like, I, there's no way I can go through and edit this together because I think I'll just like cry through the whole thing. Um, so I sent it over to the fantastic Javier of Dear Podcasts, who combined them all together into a single file that matched with the visual and it it just worked and was able to go out into the world and I'm so so happy that it exists so that people can see Hamilton a little bit and you still haven't seen or heard other audio description you don't know sort of the 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 form as I a, have as a no thing. idea <laughs> nope this is the new soup description <laughs> version soup to nuts as it were yes. but but very much in your own and i haven't been through the whole thing i i watched i listened to some of it and i i think i watched a couple of songs but i just haven't had time because i don't know if you know this but hamilton is two hours and 45 minutes long what it, it is, is. <laughs> i watched it twice you probably didn't had, know that i had to watch it twice because i watched it as she was sending it to me and then of course when it came out as one commentary i was like well now i have to watch it Again, to make sure it all fits. Because, of because I mean, you know, I have to. I don't. I don't have a choice. Like, I just gotta. You know, it's a requirement. Guys. Yep. So, so when <laughs> when you were getting when you were sending those files out, uh, and and Holly, when you were getting them, was there critique or feedback? Or Holly, were you just so glad that you were getting information that you didn't have before? Or how did you guys navigate that? I was I was just glad I was getting information that I didn't have before. I wasn't I wasn't like. Um, I don't think anyway, I was too demanding in that. No, it no. has to be this way. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. She's so gracious because again, I don't know if we've stated this enough, but I have never heard audio description <laughs> before. <laughs> and, um, and how long do you think it took you to do Kathy overall? I mean, if you, so let's see, add on at least a minute before and after each song um, with a couple minutes before, like at the very, very beginning, and then a couple minutes after. So I'm just looking at like the cast album 
is two hours and 23 minutes. So add another, I don't know, 20 minutes for the movie version. So more than three hours easily. But you didn't make notes ahead of time. You didn't say, all right, I'm going to sit down. Now, if I had been a real professional podcaster, I would have made note, like, I don't know, listened to the songs ahead of time because I know for (laughs) sure that I called them wrong before I realized that I could open my iTunes and have the list of the titles in place because, and I like cut off at one point before the song was over because like, so the transition between um like Aaron Burser to my shot to the story of tonight I hadn't listened to those particular songs like in a row in a long time um because I would listen to my my daughter is obsessed with Hamilton and we listened to it on um shuffle and so I had forgotten like basically everything um and if I had been (laughs) better at this I would have done any sort of prep but I also knew that like I really wanted to have it in Holly's ears I wanted her to get to experience it as much as possible Um, and it still took a week from first episode to final file that sounds like a long time but it's not it may have been for Holly waiting for the next file (laughs) what was that Holly were you were you on the pin and you would watch one and then you'd be like okay is there some more can I have some more (laughs) a little but I was also like okay I have to be patient because I know this stuff takes time Having watched a lot of audio scribe movies, the funny thing, the way you can tell people take notes and that, I mean, as I say, I've talked to professional audio describers uh, and, and not to apply that standard, but this is just something that's always funny to me. Uh, when a professional audio describer does it, they will describe something that seems completely extraneous. And they'll say, a man with a blue shirt enters. And you're like, why did you tell me what color his shirt was? Because often that is not the level of detail that you get. And you provided that level of detail, which is amazing. <laughs> but, but the blue shirt becomes relevant maybe, you know, five minutes later. Because somebody comes up and says, wow, you are looking awfully blue today or something. You know, some, some dumb thing like right. that. But, that. but those tells, those little extraneous details before you need them are how you can tell that somebody had a script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but your like my read on your description it was very detailed and very very much about the visuals. It wasn't just what's happening. He walks upstage, he walks downstage. It was an appreciation of the fashion, an appreciate and this is something I've never seen before or heard before and and Holly you you may have listen to audio description for more plays than I have, but you talked about the color of the lighting and how it changed in the course of songs. And I thought that was fascinating because that stuff means something to the people who made that lighting. Right. But it's often the kind of detail that you don't get. Well, and I, so like I've, I've watched and read and listened to a lot about this show. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) yeah. And so I knew like, I mean, I, if I could, you know, if I had planned 
ahead of time, I would have, you know, links to interviews with the lighting directors and why they chose to use particular colors for particular scenes. Um, everything in this show is very deliberate um, from the direction that the turntables turn to when there's one turntable or the separate turntables to the coloring of the ensemble, like the clothing items that the ensemble wears to the shoes that the ensemble wears. Like everything is very particular. And I wanted to try <laughs> and grasp some of that with the, the viewing um, to identify and acknowledge the, the effort that was put into it for somebody that maybe hadn't gone as deep into everything that I have um, and, and share that in a way that is meaningful. So not necessarily just, um, well, this scene was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda on the A train when he was coming. Like that part doesn't necessarily matter so much as how does it work and interact with this particular scene um, because things like the lighting, if you don't know that it's there or that it's changing, you're not going to get that, that essence, that feel um, th that is deliberately chosen and is giving the audience the reaction and the atmosphere that it is trying to do. So like the difference between, um, you know, the blue dappled lighting in hurricane that makes it feel like water, that makes it feel like you're in a hurricane. And then like during your, the Battle of Yorktown, when the booms are happening and the, the lighting is changing and it's very red or white and the flashes and that's part of the show. It's not just, oh, well, you know, they have this set lighting and everyone is beautifully lit but it, it, it's almost like an extra character to add that an extra layer to the story that everyone deserves to n know that it exists. And that was my frustration with the audio description that was on Disney plus is like, you didn't get any sense of any of that. Like, and maybe they didn't think it was necessary, but I knew from my reading and I knew how much I, I was missing, I guess. And, and maybe I miss a lot more with audio description. And I just don't know it. Um, but I knew in this case that I was missing like everything. So, and I think that was part of my frustration is because it felt like, it felt like they didn't do enough. And I don't know. You had expectations that weren't met right. in something that you were super passionate about and excited about. And then not that because I, I, like you said, you wonder if just because you didn't know for other things, like if if you had been extremely well versed in another show that got the same treatment, um that you've are that you've already listened to and enjoyed the audio description would you react differently if you didn't know the information like if it would be really interesting to see if the audio description for the Hamilton sh film movie filming thing <laughs> the, 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 the for the Hamilton movie if somebody that wasn't a fan 
or hadn't experienced the show in any way came and watched it and listened to the audio description if they would be content slash happy with the description. Well, you're lucky that I'm here. Perfect. So just really quickly, I I have always felt kindly toward Hamilton, but I've never dove into the pool, as it were. I know some of the songs and I guess I always felt like I never got the cast album. I, I'm astonished by the variety of people in my life who love Hamilton, including all the incomparables who did the Pod for Ham podcasts. And I was like, really? I didn't know you guys would be into it. I had no idea. Because I'm a musical theater nerd. I love it. Love, love, <laughs> love it. But I think I held off because I knew I wasn't going to see it. And I wanted to see it first rather than mm. just getting the soundtrack. And I don't know I don't that I made that decision consciously. And, of course, I had Holly every couple of weeks humming Hamilton songs. <laughs> you think I would have gotten it. But I, I didn't. And so I sat down to see Hamilton only knowing about it as a cultural product. I saw a few YouTube videos. I'm a Lin-Manuel Miranda fan just in terms of the way the guy comes across. I'm like, it's surely it's going to be awesome. And I'm also a history nerd, and I've also read the Ron Cherno book. So I was okay. d- done everything but see the show. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm the too. kind of person who would have read the Ron Cherno book and gone, a musical? Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I loved it even so because I'm a history nerd. And so I, I turned it on with audio description, and that was one of the things I was excited about because I uh, can see some of what's going on on stage, but I benefit from audio description. It's something to lean on. And I was disappointed as well. In in the moment, I felt like, well, they don't want to step on the songs because this this musical is it, it's an opera essentially. It's all yeah. songs. It's not there's no like interstitials as in a lot of musicals. And so I assume that's what they were doing. But you learned very little. And there were times when you would forget that audio description was there because it would be so long between described part portions. Right. And then they would come back and you'd be like, oh. And it would say something like, and Hamilton leaves the stage. And you're like, wait, what? What was he doing the whole time he yeah. was on the stage? Yeah. So, oh yeah, I, and I... I didn't even realize that during Adam's administration that um, King George was even on the stage at that point. Like, they didn't describe that at all in the audio description track. What? Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Holly, if there were any big, oh, kind of revelations that you got from Kathy's audio description. Well, that one comes to mind for sure, because I was like, oh, I didn't even know. I had no idea. Like, I think maybe I'd heard that before in my, because I listened to podcasts about Hamilton. So I think maybe I'd heard that in the past. But when I was watching the commentary, I was like, oh, I didn't realize he was even on stage at all during that part. Um, And I'm trying to think if there were other things. Um, I'm sure there were. (laughs) That that one just really (laughs) came to mind because I was just like. Whoa, <laughs> who knew? Um, and of course, I was really because the the big thing is um, during Satisfied when they do the rewind because everyone always talks about that and they didn't they had an opportunity there to describe the what was happening but they didn't on the audio description. Um, they just said that she was kind of standing in the middle of the stage and that's not really even what was going on. So I don't know some of the things some of the choices they made were just. Super weird. <laughs> You're also right about the excruciating detail of the Disney logo. 
I I had never. I mean, and even like Warner Brothers will do that. They'll say they'll talk about specific logo, but the castle and the turrets and the spinning and <laughs> and you're sort and it's the same voice and you're sort of like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was like everything. I mean. Wow. Yeah, I don't think they missed anything in that particular frame. Nope. And then it was like, all right, well, I'll see you in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was one oh point where they were um, at the end of the during Who Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. It has the part where um, it's like uh, President President Jefferson comes on and talks and President Madison comes on and talks. And then Angelica comes and sings. Or, or does her part, and they and they didn't, and then they all of a sudden she comes up and they say Angelica, and and I was like, why did they tell me that? And I was like, oh, because the other people were identified. Like I realized why they did that, but it just it struck me as weird. There were there were a lot of people that weren't identified, and the the trouble is because they were singing. It is some, and there's so many of them. It is sometimes hard to pick out the voices. If now if if you're yeah. as <laughs> practiced with the soundtrack as you two are it's probably easier <laughs> yeah but for me but still difficult I, for yeah, the record it was, it was a challenge and especially you know you've got david diggs playing multiple parts oh that's right. not confusing at all uh, <laughs> well and, and other people i forget how many people have multiple yeah there parts, are but. four four duplicate uh role castings um david diggs oak um Jasmine Anthony Yes and uh Anthony oh. Ramos. Oh you're looking for the uh, rest uh, of her name. Sorry. Yeah, no it's okay. Jasmine <laughs> Cephas Jones. Yeah. And uh and then uh Anthony Ramos. Um and of course the ensemble comes in and out playing doctors and um Samuel Seabury and whatever but that that's different. Um but yeah those four change castings between act one and act two and are so very different characters yes yeah i uh and and it, i i say that because i it's i suppose in theory that's the most likely ones you would have trouble recognizing vocally but it's really not it's not that i yeah. confused lafayette for jefferson it's more that because the ensemble is moving in and out so much, especially with the Schuyler sisters who are often singing in harmony, mm -hmm. you can usually tell through context which Schuyler sister you're talking about, but it takes a little while. And especially as Hamilton is interacting with all sorts of different people, which guy was James Madison? Oh, oh, that's Madison. Okay, I get it. Uh, there weren't the, the minor, the smaller roles were harder than, say, a Jefferson or a Burr. Because yeah. they have they have songs of their own and yeah. they have identities. Hamilton is calling them by name a lot, right? Uh, so, Kathy, the other thing I noticed was I felt like your audio description was really emotional. Like you were not Ugh. just like boredly watching <laughs> Hamilton again. <laughs> Am I right about that? Uh, I tried really hard to not burst into like full body sobs <laughs> but it was very hard <laughs> I don't know how well I like kept it together but this show I mean it's an emotional show and when you're as deeply concentrated because I had it so normally so my setup is I have my iMac and I have a second secondary screen that I will have stuff watching on and most of the time like it's on there with the very first watching of the film. My daughter and I were in bed together watching it on the iPad 
as a family and it was emotional, but I was still with my daughter and I was drinking water and I was, you know, eating snacks and, and that sort of stuff. And so it was immersive, but it wasn't a full hundred percent concentration. Granted, I, I still cried a lot for that, (laughs) but with this show, particularly like with doing the audio descriptions, my concentration was direct for, you know, three to 10 minutes. The only thing that was going on was the full screened film on my iMac. Like I had my windows shut. I had fans off. I had, you know, all of the proper podcasting prep work done and fully concentrating on this thing that I'm watching and trying to explode all of the all of the visuals into words. And that right there, I mean, I was already heightened because I'm like, I want to make sure that I do a good job. (laughs) But also really deep in the show, Um, it, it a different type of of viewing. And so it was it was hard to keep especially you know any any of the deaths um <laughs> that happen uh as well as like dear theodosia when they're talking about their babies and their their emotions are are on their face trying to make sure that that gets across without overwhelming my voice because if i'm like <laughs> angelica's on the turn table and, you know that's that's not it's not gonna work <laughs> i'm supposed to be helping the show not like hindering it um and so trying to keep that together which of course made it even more exhausting emotionally to try and like not overwhelm it but yeah I definitely by the time I finished um you know it's quiet uptown I had my shirt was just drenched with the silent tears that were coming and then (laughs) with who lives who dies who tells your story I'm like okay the orphanage is coming they're gonna say the orphanage and it's gonna be okay and uh, yeah Yeah, it was it was a lot (laughs) And Holly, how did you receive all that? <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, I, I shed a few tears as well. <laughs> and, and, you know, to, to be the non super fan in the room, although I, I loved it, but I've watched it once so far, I'll watch it again, but to be the non super fan in the room, you guys have seen this a lot. Why do you think it's still so emotional? Shelly's got sarcasm. Don't, don't, don't. I'm not being a jerk. I'm really not. Because it's so flipping good. Part of it. But also, like, the acting is so incredible. And the, 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 everything is just so intertwined. And there's also the history of it. Um, The, the period of time that it's come out, I have, like, because it's been, you know, the it's been five years since the cast album came out. And in that time, so much has happened. I and I have memories of, you know, finally getting my daughter to listen to it and how excited she was. And there. So I was a surrogate. Now, I started that journey about three years ago. And 
I was pregnant and I was like, I'm going to listen to Hamilton. And I got to the Schuyler sisters. And when Angelica says, like, talks about going to when I meet Thomas Jefferson, I'm going to remind him to put women in the sequel. Um, I lost it. I was driving when I heard it and I was crying and I had to pull over because I was crying so hard that I was like, and she got to meet Thomas Jefferson and talk to him. Like, I don't, I don't know why hormones, what are you going to do? But it, it, this this soundtrack has such a place in my life that getting to finally see it with the original cast in the real show and everything just yeah all the emotions yeah what's your excuse Holly <laughs> <laughs> y'all aren't gonna like me after this podcast I know because I'm being such a creep go ahead <laughs> well for me um the one that really got me this time was actually one last time. Um, mm. And um, I think uh, I don't want to get political, so I'm not going to, but for reasons. Um, yep. <laughs> there are reasons why that particular one hit me this time. Because um, I haven't listened to the soundtrack in a while because I wanted to have it kind of be fresh when I watched the movie for the first time. So yeah, one last time. And Washington was was particularly prevalent in my emotional reactions. I mean, obviously the, the deaths were, but for some reason, Washington really got me that time. Yeah. Are either of you musical theater fans before or since Hamilton? Oh, I, yes. Yes. Is the, the, yeah. I, the and, easy. And, and what shows do you love? Go ahead, Gush, because <laughs> I will fangirl as well. I, I have my own. And I have been down several YouTube rabbit holes that involve a lot of musical theater lately. So I want to hear. Yes. Yeah. Uh, feel free. Let me point you to my episode of Corner of the Sky with the fantastic Quinn Rose, where I discuss Great Moulin Rouge, mm. as well as Hades Town, And we talk about Frozen a little bit, too. Um, I have big dreams of seeing shows on Broadway that I have not come true yet. Someday I will go. Um, but I've seen lots of shows that come through Portland where I'm from, um, as well as, uh, slime tutorials as they're called. Um, <laughs> I, I love the stage. I love musicals. I wish that I could sing so that I could be in musicals, uh, I could do the dancing, but not the singing. So I will never audition again. But I, I enjoy <laughs> them. I love local productions most of the time. I love, you know, just give it all to me. All of these extremely talented people getting to showcase their talent in a way that makes them happy is pretty cool. I have recently discovered Six, um, which is another... Oh my gosh! Which is an... Another historical-ish um, musical, I guess. I guess it could be called historical um, about the six wives of Henry VIII. And um, I am a big Disney fan, so I like all the Disney musicals. Which those are some people like those, some people don't, but I do. And of course, Wicked because again, I saw that one live. I saw that one live, and I saw Book of Mormon live. Um, nice. And I saw Beauty and the Beast. So those ones, Beauty and the Beast is my favorite, like, Disney movie ever. So I love that musical. Um, 
new ones that I've discovered. I don't probably six is the newest one that I've discovered. For me, musical theater is all tied up with being a high school theater kid and have and not being very good at it. Per, well, not necessarily getting the parts in the plays, but hanging out with all the, those people and buying cast albums mm-hmm. and loving Sondheim. Like I, I'm a have always been like a traditional. Oh yeah, Into the Woods. Theater. I forgot about Into the Woods. Sorry. Into the Woods is great. <laughs> I, I love Sweeney Todd. I love Evita, which is not yeah. Sondheim, but I know that. But um, <laughs> and, and a lot of the rabbit holes I've been down lately have been watching Patti Lupone belt out songs, mm. uh, and I just I just love it. And the thing I love about musical theater is that, and and I I can tell this even watching clips on YouTube or behind the scenes kinds of things, they just feel like the people who are doing musical theater feel like they couldn't be doing anything else with their life and and enjoying it. They just have to. They're compelled to do it. And there's such joy in what they're doing that it's just astonishing and I love to watch it. And I just, I feel like they're my people, even regardless of whether I have no no talent and a youtube channel <laughs> i like it i got have you, you guys know who seth raditsky is oh i love him yes he yes. oh my god he does these deconstructions of musicals on youtube and he does it in the most nerdy possible way so he <laughs> will take a song like he's he's done some some songs from hamilton mm-hmm. he's done sondheim he's done evita and he will take a song and play from the cast album. He also has a piano nearby so he can emphasize elements of the score and the lyric, how the harmonies are done, how the crescendos are done. I mean, he's a, he's a writer, so he, and he's funny, and he's, but the thing that is most charming about him is he's just such a nerd about it. It's oh, just he's like, so excited to do it. It, yes. it feels like he, like he does not want to do anything else other than talk about musicals and their songs all day. Right. See, that's <laughs> what I'm saying about musical theater people. They just have love to do it. And, yes. and I love it. I love it so much. And I, I've not gotten into the Disney stuff. Holly knows I've sort of have a contentious relationship <laughs> with Disney. But, uh, I know. I know, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I can... And, oh, and I've I've watched videos of Sondheim instructing performers on how to do his songs. I'm just like, oh my god, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> I mean, watching him teach a woman how to sing "Send in the Clowns." Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, I'm a little, yeah. So we're all we're all on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume Holly that you will probably be watching Hamilton again, probably with Kathy's audio description. How many times have you watched it so far? Let me ask you that first. Three. I watched three. with the original, um, so far three. I watched with the original Disney Plus description, and then I watched it twice with Kathy's. I probably will watch again with the Disney Plus non-audio, well, no, it's audio description, but, like, just to get some of the performances that I would have missed the first time through. Hmm. Um, maybe this weekend I'll probably do that. And for both of you, what do you think your relationship will be with the audio only with the cast album now that you have this visual document that you can watch on TV. I'm sure I'll still listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it it still plays in our house. Um it still plays in the car. Um it still lives in my life, I guess. Um it just like with podcasts being able to listen to something while you're doing something else. Um, there's a difference in my mind between listening and watching and being able to not be tied down to my computer or iPad or whatever. 
Um, and so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have two other viewing parties scheduled still uh, for the show with, <laughs> to enjoy with other people. So it's uh, both both pieces are going to be a big part of my life for a while. Um, yeah, I think uh, for me, you know, I would exercise a lot to the soundtrack. So I probably will be continuing to do that. Um, and, you know, just like like Kathy said, moving around, you don't have to sit in front of your because I like when I'm going to watch a movie, I want to sit down and actually do it. Um, I have a sound bar in, in my TV. So, you know, the soundtrack will definitely be be there for times when I don't want to just or if I just want to hear uh, satisfied or whatever, I can just play it on the soundtrack. Yeah. Does the soundtrack sound similar to the, I know it's the same cast, but it does it sound similar to what you're hearing on Disney Plus? Not really. They they did a lot of, to me, they changed, as they did their performances, they changed them. So there's there's a difference between the movie versions so to speak, and the soundtrack, because the soundtrack is obviously more polished and it's more, you know, studio. This is, you know, yeah. raw. Yeah. And there's a lot, there's a lot of extra stuff. Like you hear the clicking of glasses from the yeah. scene and, 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 uh, m there's more emotion in the movie because right. they're doing the acting along with it. Uh, when you, when you do a cast recording, you are in the recording box and you're, you know, usually if it's just a song by yourself, you're singing it by yourself or or, you know, the group, depending on so many different things. And so it's it's definitely a more restrained version of the show uh, in the cast recording, uh, which makes the emotion that you feel in the movie even more palatable. I don't know if it's true specifically of Hamilton, but I've always heard that cast recordings are done very early in the run or sometimes even before opening night, which seems sort of impossible when you think about it. You have this show that takes on a life of its own and people perform it hundreds of times, but that cast recording was set in amber before people even kind of got comfortable in their characters a lot of times. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. So Parallel always ends with the famous one more thing question, and I did warn you what it would be. So I'm going to ask each of you, what is a favorite song from Hamilton? <laughs> I said a because when I said your favorite song, they both were like, no. I can't even. <laughs> I'm going to answer with not my favorite because there's too many to choose, but I'm going to choose one that's not. As I mean, all of the songs are so great. Um, everyone has a favorite, whatever. I'm okay. My answer. <laughs> Come on, Kathy. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to decide. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna say, wait for it. Um, oh yeah. I love the meaning of it. Um, I love the the progression of the character that Burr goes through in it. I love. Just the song itself, if you take, there's only a couple points of it that are specifically Hamilton related that you could cut out or change the words or whatever, and it could be a bop in this, on the radio. Um, and there's a, a video of a, a dance 
production from the ensemble for a fundraiser a couple years ago where they performed this song and dance. And it's just like, it touches my heart from just by itself, strictly wait for it. Just like an emotional, beautiful performance. Have you seen the one where they did the acapella with the 360? <gasps> yes. <laughs> that came up oh on my, my Facebook gosh. feed like a couple of months ago and I had to watch it like 12 times in a row because yeah, I love it so, so much. so good. My favorite, I think, would have to be Satisfied. Um, I love Angelica. I think even though her character isn't really what, you know, historically accurate, but in the play, I love you know, the sacrifice that she makes. And um, I just love everything about Satisfied. It's my favorite song. So just because I'm thinking of it now, there's so, and and if you can't think of anything, that's okay. Uh, But I suspect you will be able to, there's so much out there online about Hamilton, so many interviews and alternate performance. There's so much to consume, right? And my YouTube feed has been serving me that stuff up since I've been interested in it. And I have a couple of these, but I guess I'm wondering if there was any sort of, if there was anything Hamilton related, and you can choose more than one, uh, that you would suggest <laughs> people watch, listen to, read, what, what would some of those be? I'll just put links in the show notes to anything you tell me about. I'm going to say two things. One is the YouTube Ham for Ham like shows, I guess, on the YouTube channel, Um Back when the lottery was in person, you know, back when we could interact with people face to face, but also before it had gotten too, too overwhelming um, at the Richard, Ro- Richard Rogers Theater, they would have a lottery for the first two rows in the center section where you could go in, enter and then wait to see if your like name got picked. Um, and so the the cast started doing these little mini shows of some sort, doing whatever they could figure out, um, like a, a wide variety, a wide range of performances by the door that were filmed. Eventually, they were professionally filmed and like put up on the official YouTube channel. But it's everything from Three King George's doing the Skylar sisters. So it's the Skylar Georges, <laughs> which is the best performance of anything you will see um, to a wide range of other like Broadway stars and whatnot. Well, as it got busier and busier, um, they eventually had to like shut down the street and they did it all the, the entire lottery through the app or through the website. Um, and so they did digital ham for hams where um, you would be behind the scenes. I just watched one the other day with Jonathan Groff uh, at home with Leah Michelle from Glee and other Broadway shows, like talking and asking questions and things. And so there's a wide range hours of video that you can indulge and get to know the people behind the show in a different way um, and just really get that vibe. Uh, And then the other thing is the Hamilton Revolution, the big book. Um, That's really, really cool. Um, A really great thing is the Hamilcast. Um, It's a podcast and the lady who does it is just a fan. Well, she started out being just a fan. She still is just a fan, but 
she has a lot of um access to the current star current cast members um previous cast members and she does long form interviews with them um sometimes two and three part episodes where you know they talk about their how they got started with Hamilton and some of their character choices and that sort of thing. So it's just an in-depth um, podcast where she talks to and people behind this um, backstage um, people who do the mm. dressing, um, the the cast and people who do lighting. So she talks to everybody involved with the productions and um, she ha- has interviewed um, people for all the original called cabinet members, the, the creators of the show, Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, Andy Blankenbuehler, Tommy Kale, and, um, uh, Lackaborn. Yeah, that, I can't, he's the one that I can't believe I forgot him. Um, so <laughs> the four of them, it's just, it's a great podcast. Um, if you like Hamilton and like behind the scenes, it's, it's kind of everything. So the YouTube algorithm has a sense of humor. And as I as I mentioned, I'm a baby Hamilton fan and <laughs> YouTube is not serving me things in the order that I believe that I should watch them. So so YouTube put me in an advanced course before I was really ready. And I'm, which I need to tell you in order to explain just my reaction to this thing, because I, I haven't watched it again now that I have actually seen the whole show. It's even better. But imagine as a baby Hamilton fan, you sort of know some songs and you've heard, I'm not going to miss my shot, you know, and you've heard that a couple times. I can't even do the lyrics. I'm an idiot. Uh, But you've heard it a little bit. You know what a Hamilton is. And then you see on YouTube the Hamilton polka. Oh, oh yes. yeah. <laughs> and, and then after you see Weird Al doing the Hamilton polka, the next video you see is Lynn Manuel Miranda holding his phone and hearing it for the first time. Yes. Yeah. See, wrong order. It's it's yes. hilarious. It's delightful. And Peggy. Uh, <laughs> and it's wonderful, but I just feel like it's going to be better if you watch Hamilton first so that she'll get all the damn jokes. <laughs> yes. Or do both, because yeah. there's something fun about a joke that you don't understand, but you find hilarious because yes. you can feel the emotion and the excitement behind the people that are doing it. And then you can go and watch it and understand and then come back and enjoy it with the rest of the audience. That's that's why the video of Lin-Manuel Miranda just sitting there in his house holding his phone and they've, I guess, superimposed the audio from the album directly because it's re- it sounds really good yeah, and yeah. that and the conceit of the video is it's the first time he's hearing it and his wife filmed it and it's so great because he's he's reacting I mean imagine you've created this thing this incredible thing and then somebody does a good job of parodying it I mean a great well, job of parodying it and the Hamilton polka actually came part was part of the Hamilton mixtape. Um, so not to school you a little bit about Hamilton, Feel but um, <laughs> when Lin-Manuel Miranda started writing it, it was originally going to be just a couple songs. Like he, it wasn't going to be a full blown musical. He, and it was called the Hamilton mixtape for a long time, um, before they realized, okay, I guess we'll turn this into a full musical. Um, and so I think two years ago, three Gosh, uh, 2016. So, oh my gosh, 
four years ago. What is what is <laughs> what time? Is time? It's 2020 yeah. now. <laughs> 97 yeah. years ago. <laughs> so in 2016, they did an actual Hamilton mixtape. And so a lot of people that wanted to be involved wrote different versions, I guess, of the songs. And part of that involved in that whole like event was I'm pretty sure I vaguely remember um, the Hamilton polka coming up because did they work? I think it was when they did the second. um, It wasn't when they did the it wasn't like the second volume, but he did a thing where he released like basically what he was going to call the second volume every month. He would release a different track. And um, the Hamilton polka was part of that group. Yeah, and and he had been working. How did I'm trying to remember how they met or something on a set or at a something? And um, was it when they were um, the stars on the walk, or was that after? Yeah, no, they they were together when they got the announcement that they both got. Oh yeah, right, they were a star on the walk of yeah. Fame. I, I think they were just friends, maybe. I, maybe. Like, they just reached out and was like, hey, you're cool. Will you be my friend? Uh, <laughs> of course, type of a reaction. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it's it's funny, whatever your fan journey is. But like I say, as a baby fan, I felt like, wait, I should wait. This is an advanced course. So, <laughs> so I've blown up my own format. Usually the one more thing is the last question. But in this case, the links are the last question. So it's my show. I can do whatever the hell I want to. Heck which yeah, means- you can. <laughs> and I appreciate your nerding out. This is what I would hope would hope would happen because I I adore nerdery of any variety. I just love it. Like yes. when people are sincerely, honestly loving something and know ridiculous trivia about it. That makes me happy, even if it's something I'm <laughs> clueless about. So thank you for that. Um friends, please tell us where we can find you online. Holly, where can people find you? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DHS Holly, where you will find all of my projects that I'm involved with, which right now is mainly the Max Accessibility Roundtable podcast. Um, every two weeks we do that. And so that's where I am. And Kathy, I know you have a few podcasts in your life. Tell yes. us about some of them, won't you? Yeah. Well, pretty much the only active one now is Friends in Your Ears, which is a fortnightly podcast where I talk to two podcasters about their favorite podcasts on a podcast with myself. Um, and that is over on The Incomparable, um, where you can also find me basically inserting myself into any show that they'll have me, um, including the game show feed, which I highly recommend if you enjoy people hanging out and playing a really ridiculous game (laughs) and making fools of themselves highly recommend um yeah that's that's pretty much it uh and then any social media i will be known as mrs soup so you can follow me on twitter instagram tiktok where my daughter and i are on our journey uh, since quarantine started, March 13th of doing a TikTok video every day, uh, which has been heck of a journey. So, yeah, follow us on all of the things. 
how very up to date you are. Oh yeah, no, I'm so cool right TikTok. now. <laughs> yeah, I recommend the game show feed as well. I've had a chance to do some of those, and that's a, the whole point of the Incomparable Network is just to hang around and get scooped up to be on a podcast. Yes, and I think now is the time because I need to do it publicly, and I've never had the opportunity to do it before. But uh, when I was on the Incomparable, I can't even remember what show it was, but whatever first time I was a guest on somebody else's Incomparable show. I said out loud in public, this is the first time I've ever been on the Incomparable Network. And that was a lie because the first time I was ever on the Incomparable Network was when I had the pleasure of being on Friends in Your Ears. So I need to apologize to you, Kathy Campbell, for lying and for discounting (laughs) the value of my appearance on Friends in Your Ears on the Incomparable. It's okay. Friends in Your Ears is more of a tangential, happens to be on the Incomparable it's separate, but not separate. I you don't, don't know. have to let me off the hook. <laughs> it's your show. Of course I have to let you off the hook. You got to make me sound smart in the edit. That's true. Oh, I will. Don't you worry. No, it'll be like audio description without any cuts whatsoever. It'll just be- <laughs> Please, no. No, I always make my, I always make people sound smart in the edit. It's, and I, well, I don't know about myself, but others, that's my goal is to make people sound smart in the edit. And, and thanks for crossing over to yet another network here on Relay FM. <laughs> if you want to subscribe to this podcast, if for some reason you have not, please go to relay.fm slash parallel. You can follow the show on Twitter at Parallel Pods, or you can follow me personally on Twitter at Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-Y, where you can give me your guest suggestions, your feedback. Just let me know you're out there because it makes me feel good. We'll be back in two weeks with another edition of Parallel. Bye for now.